Welcome to the Manifest Your Best Life podcast. My name is Sarah Prout. I'm a best-selling author, a creative entrepreneur, mother of four, and I'm also an Australian living in Las Vegas. Every episode has been intentionally designed to help you rise above your limiting beliefs, dial in your manifestation habits, and live a life with more intention. It's going to be fun, and ultimately, it will inspire you to manifest your best life. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to be here with you today because I have a really important and powerful topic. And I know I say that all the time, but this time I really, really trust that the right people are going to hear this information. So welcome. I'm so excited for you. I am happy to be here. I really hope that whatever you've been doing this week has been bringing you joy and has been challenging you creatively. A little bit of an update about what I've been up to this week. I am still doing the 75 hard challenge. Uh, For those of you that are following me over on Instagram at Sarah Prout, I give regular updates over there about what I'm currently working on, which is this challenge. I'm on day 20, I believe it is 23 today at the time I'm recording this podcast. And it's so intense. Like I have to do two workouts a day. One has to be outside and I live in Las Vegas. So one of the things that I must do is avoid the heat, even though the guy that created the 75, 75 hard challenge, his name is Andy Frisella. He says that, you know, you get to a certain point where you really want it to be a difficult and more challenging experience. And I've done that before. I went out there when it was like 108 degrees and I just felt exhausted. I felt like it really depleted me. So I've been challenging myself to be more creative with my time. And so I've been getting up some mornings before 5am. I mean, my average is like 4am right now. And it's like my body just knows to wake up. It's like I've had some kind of reset that's taken place. And it was Father's Day in the US a couple of days ago on Sunday. And I got up at four. (laughs) I called a friend. Uh, She's currently in Canada. So she is three hours ahead. And we had a chat for about an hour just before the sun came up. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to take my friend on a walk with me on this, on this workout with me so I can, you know, share what I'm experiencing and we can catch up. And the sun came up and it was absolutely beautiful. And I mean, glorious. It was just so incredibly rejuvenating and the air was clean and hummingbirds were out, but there was not a single person around right? I was all on my own <laughs> on this on this walking path. And I was talking to my friend and it just it felt really great in that moment. And just as I was on my way back, so probably about 45 minutes, nearly 45 minutes into the walk, I heard this kind of rustle in the bushes. And I thought, oh, is that a deer? Because <laughs> I could see like the back of it and it was quite tall. It looked like a baby deer. And I remember those from when I lived in the Hamptons. There was this baby deer that was on my front in in my front garden. I'm like, no, it can't be a deer. I haven't, I don't think I've ever seen a deer in Las Vegas before. And then all of a sudden, a coyote came out of nowhere and just kind of stared at me. And it looked like a wolf. It was a very well-fed coyote that had traveled down into um, a more populated area. And I said to my friend, 
oh, there, there's a coyote in front of me. What do I do? And she just, she instructed me to stay strong, <laughs> you know, to like stand my ground. And I carefully bent down to pick up a rock. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what I was planning on doing with it, but as like a mechanism of self-defense, I guess, <laughs> just in case like the, the primal mind takes over and um, I was in survival mode. And sure enough, the coyote kind of just looked at me and then crossed the road and then ran up the hill in the opposite direction, but it kept looking back at me. But this experience really felt like a spirit animal visitation. Now, I'm always talking about spirit guides and signs of alignment like hummingbirds and butterflies and things like that. But when it's an interaction with something that can potentially harm you, I mean, we've been <laughs> we've been trained by the media to be very afraid of wild animals. And I know that in the area of Las Vegas that I live in, I mean, we're very close to the Red Rock Mountains and it's desert, right? So there's lots of dangerous desert animals like, a, like snakes and uh, wildcats and, of course, coyotes. But I'd never, ever come face to face with one like this before. So it really felt like it had had meaning behind it. And it just felt like a beautiful moment when I was talking to my friend and and we spoke about the mystical significance of that. And, and so that's really where my mind's been at over the last couple of weeks, bridging that gap between the mystical and the scientific and the practical. And so what I love about this journey so far, and I don't think I've told you guys this, but I enrolled in a course. I'm actually going back to school to study metaphysical science and quantum physics and theology. So this helps me to layer in my experience. And I have always been interested in this stuff. I mean, I've been teaching manifestation now for 10 years. And for those of you that know me, you know that I have a background in meditation. I used to teach meditation probably 22 years ago I started and I used to teach meditation seminars and this was when I was in a relationship with my first husband and we would teach meditation seminars together which a lot of people don't really know about I don't really go into that side of things I've <laughs> been very vocal about the domestic violence element of our relationship but I haven't gone into the the uh, grounding foundational components of what got me really interested in metaphysics and the bridge between science and spirituality Anyway, that brings me to the topic of today's show, which is the difference between God and the universe. Now, you may have been searching your podcasts and you saw the title of this episode and you're really curious because I know so many of you out there ask me this question. Hey, Sarah, what's the difference between God and the universe? How do you believe in God? How does God show up for you? Um, and isn't the universe something that God created? So, before I dive in today, I just want you to know that I honor, deeply honor, all faiths, all religions, all perspectives. The intention of this show today is to share my own perspective, how I view this, and trying on some perspectives that could help you on your own journey if you are wanting to step into more of a connection and a collaboration with divine intelligence. So... Something that is really interesting to note is that when I use the word universe, it can trigger some people because they instantly cancel it out and they say, oh, wait, wait, it's God, right? <laughs> um, and this is, this is really important to honor. Um, 
I have had so many messages from people that are concerned about my welfare because I have turned my back on God. Or they they make the assumption that because I wrote a book called Dear Universe, it should have been called Dear God, and I'm missing the point, right? So here is my take on this. I believe that the universe is God. I believe that God is the universe. One of my favorite sayings of all time is this, show me where God is not, right? And the reason for that is because we live in this beautiful universe. We live in this beautiful field of infinite potential that can be categorized into two components. The first component is fear. And the second component is love. And in each and every moment, you have the option to choose where you want to fall on that beautiful spectrum of human existence. And the purpose of existence is to go towards oneness and unity rather than division and separation. And so when somebody writes to me saying that they're concerned for the state of my soul because I speak of the universe and that I am, you know, um, not a person of faith, it's a massive assumption because I am definitely a person of faith and I do believe in God. I believe, though, in God as everything, meaning that no thing that exists is not touched by the energy and the essence of God, or no thing has the capability of being closed off to that transformative energy of the divine within and without, right? So when I use the word universe, I want you, if if that doesn't work for you, I wholeheartedly invite you to switch it out for what does work for you so that you can start to nurture and nourish that connection to the divine all around you in your life that brings all of the blessings and all of the lessons and is that creative driving force that animates all that is. Now, some people call that source energy or in Star Wars, they call it the force, right? Um, The divine the uh, super consciousness, the highest energetic vibrational frequency of all that is. And so when we remember that we have this opportunity to connect with this divine intelligence, we remember the power that we have to collaborate and co-create with this energy. So the universe to me is God. God is the universe. God created the universe. God created everything. But I say universe because it is a lot easier for people to, especially in metaphysical circles, law of attraction communities, that kind of thing, that the universe is referred to as putting something out there to the universe, putting something out there to the the field of infinite potential or the divine mind. Because when you put something out there to the universe, it will always come back to you. The energy you put out there comes back to you. And I believe, now this is just my belief, remember, that the highest energetic frequency is love. God is love. The universe is love. We are all constructed of love. And so that's where working towards oneness and unity instead of division and separation comes in because you get to choose. And the thing about specific faiths and religions, and I mean religion, (laughs) faith is a good thing, right? Religion is a good thing. As long as you hold the awareness to be respectful of the the ways, the many, many different ways that people find their own path to spirituality, to embracing and embodying their sacred divinity within. 
And no one should say, well, this is the the right path. This is the only way to do this because everybody is on their own journey. You were born at a specific point in time to a specific couple of people. You were raised in a specific way. And then you get to choose. You get to choose what you believe in. You get to choose to either break away from some of the beliefs that didn't serve you and create your own beliefs. So I'll give you an example. Um, I was raised and baptized as a Christian when I was a child. I had a christening. It was very much the thing to do back in the like early 1980s. Um, my parents had watched the movie The Exorcist where this young girl gets possessed and they're like, oh, we should, we should get Sarah christened. <laughs> and so I was christened. And then my grandmother, she owned a pub, <laughs> which is like a, a bar for my non-Australian friends out there. She owned a, a pub in New Zealand. It was kind of like a hotel where people could go and stay. And it was also a bar where people could show up, a bar slash restaurant. And apparently on the day of my christening, me as a little baby, I was handed around the bar and people would like dunk their thumb in the whiskey and put it on my head. And that was like a, a baptism into like humanity for me. I mean, it was all very safe, you know, don't, don't get freaked out. <laughs> I was very closely monitored, but my mom and my dad tell the story very affectionately of how that was part of the process, part of that, as they say, salt of the earth kind of thing where the baby's there and, you know, everybody's participating in the the upbringing, right? Because it takes a village to raise a child. A lot of people don't have that um that luxury I guess I don't have that luxury I mean my my children's grandparents uh, one set lives in California another set lives in England and another set lives in Australia so like we we don't have the extra support but we have had in the past I mean I've had children that spend like my, my children right now the age range is four to nearly 20 years old so so we've had so many different phases of life that have moved through anyway I'm getting off track here What's important to note is that God, the universe, the divine energy is always showing up for you in a moment by moment way, every single moment. And you have the choice to either align with that energy or go in the other direction. So when somebody does something or says something that triggers you in a certain way, that's your invitation from God, from the universe to get curious about what that what that opposing notion or perceived judgment is there to show you, right? And so it's not your responsibility to make other people believe the same thing that you do. I've been in this in this industry a long time now. If I did that, I would have no customers or clients, right? My role is to invite you to find your own path because there is no one way to manifest connection with the divine. There is no rule book. I mean, there are holy scriptures, of course there are, and I have been fortunate enough over the years to study many, many different doctrines and philosophies and sacred texts. Uh, for instance, I've read the Bible, Old and New Testament. I, I went to a, a Christian school, so we we um, we sang hymns at school assembly. Uh, I've read the Quran. I have read the Bhagavad Gita. I have read the Siri Guru Granth Sahib, which is part of the Sikh tradition. Uh, that's a really powerful anchoring holy scripture for me. Uh, and I, I have no genetic ties <laughs> to to the Sikh religion. It's more of an interest and more of a reverence, um, and and especially 
during my my meditation training I was trained by a man who was a Sikh and he had the philosophy that he would bring people together he would break down the walls of religion not in an angry aggressive way of course but he would invite people to see beyond that so that they could practice the energy of unity that would make them a better christian a better muslim a better buddhist a better you know whatever religion you are a better sikh uh, a better a better jew and we all come from all these beautiful different walks of life there is no one way but the thing is i mean like any any brand for instance you're not going to you know go to the coca-cola headquarters and i'm not saying you should by the way <laughs> and they're not going to go hey why don't you try Pepsi? <laughs> They're not going to do that, right? So religion has been very indoctrinated into society as the way, not a way. That always reminds me of uh, the way my grandmother, my mother's mother, would peel a banana. She would do it not from the stalk end that's attached to the tree. She would do it from like the, the weird little butt end of it. <laughs> I don't know why I just said butt end, but anyway. Um, and she would say, it's a way, dear. It's not the way. Now, this woman was a very devout Catholic woman. Uh, she would carry rosary beads around in her pocket. She would go to church every Sunday. She, you know, that was her faith, her religion throughout the duration of her life. Now, the purpose of religion, the purpose with faith, the purpose with a connection to the divine within, whether you call it God, source, energy, or the universe, is to enrich and amplify the quality and the meaning that you have in your life. Now, tracking back to me studying all of the scriptures from all of the world's religions is that there is there are a few very, very common themes, right? They, have, they might have different characters in them and different stories that have been taken to the extreme and, and some of them have even been misrepresented, that some of them have been taken very literally when they are very allegoric, right? But... Um, one thing that I've noticed is that all of the books, all of the holy books talk about the power of going within to find the connection. This is something that is universal, hence why I like to call it the universe, right? It's universal that it is within us. Uh, in the Bible, and I am definitely not one to quote the Bible by any means, but here goes because I've got that knowledge and I would love to share it with you. Uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven within and all else shall be added unto thee, right? Seek ye first. So seek yourself first, go inside, and you've literally got the keys to the kingdom. This is where the switch takes place from external manifestation, which isn't what you really want to be doing because that's a, a, a less effective method of manifestation to doing the work internally inviting God into your life, inviting the magic of the universe into your heart, into your life, into your everyday, you know, the things that you do, right? And then there are little ways in which you let this energy in. Gratitude is one of those things. This is why so many people are going on about, you must have a gratitude practice. Uh, you know, there's the scientific validity behind having a gratitude practice. It, it helps to lower levels of depression and increase um, brain chemicals like dopamine in your mind, that the happy hormone that releases those feel-good um, 
messengers that kind of go into your body and into your cells and say, hey, we're doing okay here because we feel good. <laughs> so there's that. And then another way that you can connect with the divine within is through meditation. And you may have seen throughout some of the episodes on this show, I have offered you guys some free meditations. Uh, the five minute meditation for man manifesting is really good. That's been, I think, downloaded close to 100,000 times now. People love that. And it's so simple. And that's the thing. As humans, we tend to overcomplicate the process, but there's no need to do that. The more you simplify, the more you have that simple, natural and effortless connection to the divine. Now, going back to the seek ye first, the kingdom of heaven from within, this is what is also known as surrender. Now, surrender can go one of two ways because you don't want to surrender your rights, right? You don't want to, you know, just do as you're told because everybody else is doing it. You want to surrender to the outcome. You want to detach from the outcome. You want to let go and go with that flow. That's what surrender talks about. It's not like giving up your rights. <laughs> it is literally just accepting what is because there is no point arguing with reality. And that is how the divine can begin to work from the inside out. That's what these holy scriptures want you to remember. This is what so many personal development, self-help teachers want you to remember that the work begins within first. This is your point of contact with infinite intelligence. Because once you start to clean up and clear up your connection and your relationship to the divine, then you will amplify the results that you begin to see in your life as a manifestation. Now, I just want to I just want to jump in here one more time and say that I am definitely not saying that faith and religion is a bad thing. I'm not saying that. I honor and respect every single faith and religion. And if that if me saying that triggers you, well, then one thing, first up, this probably isn't the podcast for you to be listening to. <laughs> and two, um, you know, even people that are like, well, Sarah's into witchcraft and stuff like that. Cool your jets. <laughs> there are people out there that do love witchcraft and I honor them as well, right? That that's not necessarily something that I subscribe to, but I am a universalist. I believe in unity. I believe in the omnipotent, um, all-encompassing thought and all-encompassing energy that animates all that is and has ever been. Okay, so do I draw strength and courage and inspiration from holy scriptures? Absolutely. Do they come from all different backgrounds and faiths and methodologies and dogmas and doctrines? Absolutely. Because I, I pick and choose what is working for me in my life. There are, there are so many beautiful, insightful gems of wisdom in different holy books and people that have written about them as well. I mean, the Dalai Lama and the Buddhist tradition, for instance, he's written so many books that are so incredibly empowering and have so many nuggets of wisdom. And it's our role as curious uh, students of the universe, if you will, to lean into that with a sense of honor, of willingness to expand and to grow. Because the more we can let God into our lives, the more we will notice our lives begin to change. We begin to heal. And I, I do believe that the essence of divine energy has such potent 
healing capabilities and functions behind it, that we're not alone, that nothing is manifested without the help of God, without the help of the universe, and that it's not just a mind-based, we do this. We are plugged into this beautiful framework of infinite intelligence, all through different lenses and perceptions and ways of being, but we get to choose to be that unique individual that picks and chooses what inspires us, what gives us meaning, what brings happiness into our lives, how we allow that to manifest into our hearts as feelings, as experiences, as connections with other human beings, because we're either going in the direction of connectedness, of unity, of oneness, or we're going in the direction of fear, of separation, of judgment, of disconnect, of not being in alignment. So the key here is to really align with that divine energy and watch what manifests in your life. So just to recap here, my personal definition of God is love, is super consciousness. It's a high, it's the highest frequency of all that is. Um, I call that the universe forward-facing to the public, to my work, to uh, my book, which is also called Dear Universe. But in my private moments, when I am praying, when I am meditating, I often ask God for help. Uh, and God always responds <laughs> in, my, in my moments where I am, you know, grateful. It's a thank you God moment in those moments when I am suffering or when I am asking for healing for somebody that I love please God help me. And I, I'm raising my children to understand universal connection. And it's really interesting because all three daughters, all three of my daughters, Olivia, who's 15, Lulu, who is nearly six, and Ava, who is four, uh, they do Taekwondo. And in Taekwondo right now, they're doing this module on the law of attraction, which is awesome. I won't go into details about it, but when I heard that and when I was sitting in the class and the instructor said, who here knows what the law of attraction is? And the kids put up their hand and I'm like, oh, oh, I know I should put my hand up too. I'm a manifesting teacher. <laughs> anyway, so the point here is that it's all connected. It's all divine. It's part of a divine plan and you find your own way forward. It is so important to do that in so many different ways that work for you, that enrich your life, that open up your heart, that help you on your journey with faith because faith will pull you through. Um, so teaching my children that, just backtracking a little bit here, uh, my husband, he was raised um, Jewish. My husband's Jewish. Uh, his mother's Jewish. She raised him with that tradition, with that faith. He identifies very much like me now as somebody that draws inspiration from different religions, but ultimately believes in the universal life force, in divine intelligence. And we're raising our children like that because that we believe that's where they came from. And that's where I believe we all go back to. We all uh, transform back and merge back into that energy, whether you call that heaven or oneness or fifth dimension, <laughs> whatever it is for you. I mean, nobody can tell you what that means. Nobody truly knows what it means to transition over but we know that it's a space of love. And when I had my near-death experience back in 2015, I really experienced that divine intelligence. You can backtrack on some of the episodes of Manifest Your Best Life where I recount what happened to me and why I crossed over. I didn't think I would come back into this um, physical body, but I did. And I'm so glad that I survived to tell the tale. Anyway, 
That's it from me for today. If you would be so kind as to leave a review, share this episode with your friends, it's really easy. All you do, and I'm guessing that you're holding your phone right now in your hand or it's in your pocket as you are listening to this podcast, take it out of your pocket. If it's a smartphone, take a screenshot and share it on social media. And don't forget to tag me on Instagram. I'm at Sarah Prout. I I often reshare them as well. So if you want to connect with me on a deeper level, that's one way to do it. Again, thank you so much for being here with me today and happy manifesting. Lots of love and bye for now.